not worry. Not to worry, you guys. All right, you guys. Marcus here, and we are back with another episode of the Roads Untraveled podcast. Uh, today is going to be a little bit different. It is just me here. Uh, it's a new solo cast. Um, if you guys are new to the podcast, yes, every once in a while, I will basically turn myself into a loser. Not that I am not already a loser, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll just sit here and talk to myself for, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes to an hour or however long I feel like it and uh, talk to you about what's going on in the world of cars around me and around Roads Untraveled. And uh, most notably in this episode, actually, I'm going to be talking about my recent trip to California, which I have mentioned before uh, in videos and on the previous podcast episodes, but I haven't actually really like got into, you know, the details of my trip and everything like that. Um, which is funny because we did put out an episode on youtube.com slash roads untraveled this week, uh, with me and the Ford Raptor that I drove. Um, and I've already put out two videos on my vlog channel, my personal vlog channel. If you search up Marcus Vandenberg, you can see those. And there's like six or seven more videos coming from California. Um, but if you just want, like just me talking about my trip, this is the place to be. All right. So, uh, basically what went on? Uh, why, first of all, why did I go to California? Why did I go to Los Angeles? Uh, if you guys don't already know roads and traveled, we are based in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Um, and I personally, I live about like five minutes from the USA border. Basically the first Canadian town you get to, if you head up north on the west coast um through washington state and then you cross the border and boom there i am in canada um and canada like up here in vancouver we've been getting a lot of snow recently um not like in recently as in like the last week or the last two weeks or whatever but just in terms of this winter we have had like six really good uh periods of snowfall uh, throughout the winter, which may not sound like a lot to some of you. Uh, I don't know where you guys are from, but uh, even for us up here in Vancouver, Canada, that is not that much. And uh, talking to other Canadians, there is a lot of, you know, jokes thrown around of, oh, Vancouverites don't know anything about snow. Like you guys are complaining. It's, you know, it's the best weather in all of Canada. And I would probably agree uh, although I haven't been, like, I've been to Ontario, I've been to Quebec once, I've been to Alberta, um, but that's about it. Um, but it does rain a lot here in Vancouver, so that's why, you know, people put their cars away. We haven't been putting out as many, you know, high horsepower modified cars or track videos or anything like that uh, in recent memory just because of simply the weather. So here I am sitting at home, a little bit frustrated, a little bit feeling down, and I'm like, I want to go to Los Angeles. I've always loved LA. I've always loved Southern California. Uh, ever since I went there for the first time, just like, you know, on a family vacation, Disneyland, the whole thing. I've been there a few times and uh, back between grade 11 and grade 12, I went to a film camp at UCLA. I went to a week-long film camp um, and I stayed on campus there at UCLA. That was a lot of fun. Met some really cool people, met some people from, you know, New York, Kansas, other people from California, and they came from all around North America to come and do this film camp at UCLA. It was a lot of fun. Uh, loosely still stay in contact with a couple of those people, you know, um, keep up with what each other is doing. And I know 
Uh, one of the guys down there I met, uh, his name's Harry. He is in New York City, and he is like a fashion uh, photographer, uh, video editor. He does a lot of media stuff like that. So, you know, it's really cool to when you meet people like that in a different country. And, you know, me being uh, 16, 17 years old at the time, uh, this was cr- this was crazy to me. I mean, growing up in Vancouver and stuff, uh, lots of good opportunities and stuff. But to actually get to go to one of my favorite places on the planet, um, one of the favorite places that I've ever personally been to, let me clarify, uh, to just shoot uh, shoot video and stuff was a lot of fun. And that really had an impact on me. And ever since then, I've kind of tried to make a point of getting down to L.A. or the L.A. area uh, like once a year, once whenever I can, basically, right? And it was long due. The last two times I went down there was with my girlfriend at the time and her family. Really good times uh, when we went down there, had a lot of fun. But this time I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take a shorter trip. I went for uh, four days, a little bit less than four days, actually. And uh, I just wanted to get away. A lot of it was to just get down there, just have some time to myself. That was the main motivation to go down there. Uh, Secondary honestly, was to film cars, even though I came out I came out of my trip with a lot of videos, but at the same time, there's a lot of time in between that you guys will never see on camera or photos or social media where I was just enjoying my time in LA. So uh, without, uh, without dragging this on too much longer, we'll start off with, uh, so this was a couple weeks ago, we'll start off on Thursday, I went up on uh, Thursday afternoon, I flew out of Bellingham, um, and I had to make sure I had, I wasn't sure if he needed like a work visa or whatever. So I did a bunch of research before in the months, like leading up to this. Um, and then I went down to the customs office in Bellingham or not, in, not in Bellingham, right at the border. Um, and basically asked them like what I needed. And for Canadian citizens, it's basically the same as what would be considered just like a normal vacation visa. So Canadians are able to go down to the States for a period up to six months, um, without a visa and then you have to go back to Canada for another six months and then you, you're allowed to come back. Um, so no more than six months per year, no more than half the year can you stay down in the States without a visa. Um, so anyway, so I talked to the the guys at the uh, border, the customs and everything and I'm like, hey, what's the deal with you know shooting video for a YouTube channel as a journalist? Because I was like, ah, do I get a journalist visa or whatever? Basically, the dude's like, as long as, because I'm not accepting money from anybody down in the States, so I'm not going down there and taking jobs away from American citizens, which is what they're so concerned about, right? So he's like, no, there's no problem. You just go down there, shoot your videos, whatever, as long as you're not editing or uploading while you're down there, which at first I was like, what? But it, it, I mean, it kind of makes sense because technically speaking, when we put up a video on YouTube, at that point, that is when we start making revenue off AdSense, right? Um, off of Google, which is an American company. But anyways, all this doesn't really matter. Uh, the point is I was able to go down there uh, with little to no trouble from customs. And I flew out of Bellingham in Washington State. It's a very small airport. Tickets were incredibly cheap. That, I mean, that's another reason to go to LA. It's from Vancouver, at least, like along the West Coast, same time zone. The flight was two hours and 20 minutes long, so you're there in in no time at all. You can leave at 6 in the morning, and you can get there in time for breakfast. And then flights are cheap, short flight, and the weather's great down there, or so I thought. Um, so the week leading up to going to LA, I just started looking at the weather forecast, and 
I knew there had been a lot of, you know, rain in LA and stuff in the last few weeks and this whole season in general, a lot of flooding. But I checked the weather forecast and it was looking terrible, looking terrible. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let this get me down. Uh, I have the flights already booked. I have the cars lined up to shoot. I have a place to stay and we're just going to do this. We're going to have as much fun as possible and I'm going to make the best of it. This is just the circumstances, going to accept it and I'm going to have fun. So fly down there. Uh, I get to LA about Thursday night at about 7 p.m. and uh, I get to the airport not raining. It is a little bit cooler. It's like, I don't know, 15 degrees Celsius, something like that, uh, which for us in Vancouver, it was warmer than it was in Vancouver for sure by about five or six degrees at least. Uh, and this was like LA's cold temperatures. Um, <laughs> so it was fine. And then I, uh, yeah, I got an Uber from uh, the airport in lovely LA traffic because I got in at seven and rush hour was still in full force on the 405. I was in contact with James from Rennick Performance beforehand, and he had offered me uh, a couch to sleep on or just a room to stay in, right? And I was like, yes, I am going to absolutely take you up on that offer. Any point uh, any point of my trip that I can save money on, I am going to do that. So I did that. Uh, I Ubered over to James, uh, his shop, Rennick Performance, over in um, Newport Beach, California, and yeah, he had his ATSV. It's about a 520 wheel horsepower ATSV. We were cruising around Orange County for a little bit on Thursday night. And, uh, he was like, Hey, like, do you want to go just hang out, try to find car meets, do anything car related? And I was like, I'm all in, whatever. <laughs> Let's experience California car culture. So we, uh, we're driving around Orange County. He calls up one of his buddies who's a photographer on Instagram, uh, Hunter Swift. He's got, uh, just under 20,000 followers, I believe. Something like that. Does some really awesome photos. So we head on over to this, uh, Japanese car meet over in, somewhere in Orange County, um, just east of Newport Beach, I believe. I could be totally off on that. Somewhere around Orange County, uh, Newport Beach area, Costa Mesa area. Um, and yeah, it's a, basically a Japanese car meet. There's a bunch of Japanese cars. Here we are rolling up in an ATSV. Some people come coming and check out the car, which is cool. And uh, what's really cool, actually, and this is something that I really have not seen at all in Vancouver or Canada in terms of like car culture and car meets and stuff, is one of the local businesses actually put on the car meet. Okay, so one of this these food places. I forget what they sold, uh, but it was a food place, and they basically set up the inside of their shop or their um, their store, rather their restaurant, um, with a bunch of you know like uh, trading cards and like little Hot Wheels and stuff, and people were trading cool memorabilia and like Jap weird Japanese things, and I don't even know. I don't even know what half the stuff was. Some of it was car related, some of it was not. But everyone was in there having a good time. Both the doors are wide open. There's music bumping. And out in the parking lot, this is like a normal, you know, complex, like a strip mall kind of complex. Really nice area. Really nice area. Uh, there was an RWB Porsche 911 right outside this uh, this restaurant. And then out in the parking lot, just a bunch of Japanese cars, people hanging out, people walking around. There's some uh, lighting that people put up in the parking lot, which was really cool. And uh, just awesome, awesome vibes. And I was like, yes. This is this is it. This is what I came for. I mean, a lot of people will say, "Oh, North American car culture, it's all the same." Uh, I beg to differ. Definitely, like there there are definitely pockets of uh, the United States and Canada that are vastly different. There's uh, sections that are you know more drift heavy. There are sections like I don't know, probably down in the Midwest that are 
really, really into drag racing and muscle cars and, you know, half mile, mile racing down in uh, like Florida. Um, and then California, you've got your motorcycle culture in the canyons and same with sports cars and all that stuff. Classic cars, supercars, everything, right? So this was a cool Japanese car meet. Uh, there was an actually an R33 GTR there as well, which as you know, is not legal in the United States of America or Here's actually something James from Renick Performance, he um, he was telling me about, is that if it is a limited production car, right, so I don't know exactly what the numbers have to be, like how low the number has to be of production, but let's say it was a R33 GTR 400R, if you guys know what that is, um, then you can bring that in, right, as long as you fill out the right paperwork and you do all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. Um, and this R33 GTR was not a 400R. Uh, I believe it might have been a V-Spec. I could be wrong. Either way, it had California plates on it, and it was registered. I don't know how. I don't know uh, <laughs> what the process was. Uh, I don't know if it was um, if it was brought in that way or if it was some sort of limited edition. It was indeed plated, and that was one of the last cars I'd come to expect to see in L.A., um, seeing as the import laws are very strict. But it was really cool seeing a little slice of JDM heaven over there uh, right next to an RWB Porsche, some other cool cars. Um, And that's also in this meet. This is where we met Hunter Swift, and he has a 640 horsepower Cadillac CTS-V, the newest generation CTS-V. So, right, that's got the LT1 out of, I I believe it's the LT1, out of the uh, same engine that's in the C7 Z06. It's a supercharged V8, putting out 640 horsepower to the crank. He has a tune and an ex- no, he has an intake and an exhaust, so it's probably putting down closer to you know like high fives to the wheels. Probably, I have no idea, but it's probably around there. Um, and yeah, that was really cool. He was taking some photos, doing some light painting uh, with the R33 GTR. You should really go check out his photos on Instagram. He's got some cool stuff. And then from there, we headed off to another car meet. Uh, we were cruising around with the ATSV and the CTSV. Great looking pair too. The ATS is white and the CTSV is black. It's got the, um, I don't know what package. I don't know what GM calls it, but it's basically got the carbon package on it. So carbon fiber front splitter. It's got like carbon fiber everywhere, basically on the inside. Um, really, really nice. The CTSV is awesome. It sounds great too. We go to this other meet. It's a little bit bigger. It's got everything that's not really organized by, uh, it's a little bit looser, right? But there's more people. There's a little bit of revving going on. People are showing off their stuff. Uh, Japanese, American cars, European, everything, basically. Um, that was a lot of fun. We hung out there for a while. And then we heard that uh, California Highway Patrol was going to come and, you know, try and shut it down or whatever. So we bounced right out of there. Um, and we just went for a cruise. And you can see a lot of this footage, actually, on my vlog channel that I mentioned earlier. Uh, if you just search up Marcus Vandenberg. But basically, we went and we just cruised around. We did a little bit of uh, roll race. I mean, I call it roll racing. It wasn't really. It wasn't. We were just fooling around on the highway and stuff. Um, it was a lot of fun. You can see the uh, telemetry footage actually I uh, captured or Hunter captured and gave to me from his CTSV. And that is also in the uh, C7Z06 that you can do this in. Um, basically captures like your speed, your tack, your G-forces, um, everything like that. And he sent this to me, and we did a roll race from like 40, 45 miles an hour, um, and we hit like 120 miles an hour down the highway on my first night in LA. I was riding shotgun in the CTSV, 
just absolutely unreal. I was like, yes, we're we're here. <laughs> Car culture. Every other it it was made such an impact on me, I think, because every other time I'd come to California, it was, you know, family related, it was tourist related, it was vacation related. And to a certain extent, this, this was like, this was my vacation, right? This was probably my only vacation all year. Um, and I spent it in fast cars and filming. That's just how I chose to spend my time. It was so much fun. We definitely did a few roll races with the ATSV and the CTSV. Surprisingly enough, the ATSV can hold its own. It did not walk away from the CTSV. The CTSV definitely walked away from the ATS. But that being said, it was a lot closer than I thought. Like, it was neck and neck for, you know, 40 miles an hour to about 70 miles an hour. And then from 70 on, the CTSV just pulls and pulls and pulls <laughs> and does not stop. Uh, and the supercharger whine is great. The V8 sounds amazing. Uh, the exhaust from the outside is really nice. Uh, this was the 7-speed auto, the GM 7-speed auto that was in this one. Um, I mean, sure, auto versus manual. Uh, get the auto if you if that's something that you want. If it's your daily driver, LA traffic, I totally see that. I can totally sympathize with anybody getting an automatic transmission if you live in the Los Angeles area. That being said, shifts were... I didn't drive the car, by the way, but shifts seemed pretty quick. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, insanely fast car. What can I say? Grip was awesome. We took a couple on-ramps to the highway, got some, pulled some nice Gs. That was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, that was basically my Thursday night. Oh, and uh, yeah, towards the end, actually, we were coming back through Orange County, heading back to James Place. And yeah, we got stopped by California Highway Patrol. Uh, and we kind of dipped away in a parking lot for a sec and then stopped and got out and Highway Patrol was like right there. And uh, we got a stern talking to, but ended up getting off, which was nice. Uh, I didn't film any of that for obvious reasons, because America is slowly but surely turning into a kind of a police state, dare I say. Not really. I'm, I'm totally kidding. Um, <laughs> but it's true. You know, from from a Canadian perspective, okay, the the RCMP up here in Canada, the, our federal uh, police force, does not have a good reputation in the last, like, few years, or in general, right? But as a Canadian coming down to anywhere in the United States or California, when you see a police officer or when you are pulled over or interacting with a police officer, the amount that my heart rate goes up as a Canadian, it, I mean, it's it's it should not be that way, <laughs> I'm not going to get into some sort of our, our discussion about this, but either way, we uh, we got pulled over. It was fine. Nobody got shot. <laughs> it was totally fine. We got off. Uh, nobody got handcuffed, and uh, we made it out alive. And uh, at the end, yeah, shook the cop's hand. We made friends, and turns out he is he does a lot. He's really into cars, and he was doing a lot of like drag racing organizing organizations and stuff like that, uh, putting on events and stuff. So that was pretty cool. Nice guy. Anyways. Friday. What did we do Friday? Yeah, so we went home and I just passed out and I was like, early morning tomorrow because Friday, uh, my first full day. And by the way, at this point, not raining. Not a single drop of rain. It was dry the whole night. I was like, yes, awesome. Okay. Friday morning, also not raining, which is weird because the forecast was like, no, we're going to dump rain on you. Okay. 
So I wake up Friday morning and it's not raining and uh, I'm like, yeah, let's go hit up the canyons. Let's drive a Ford Raptor. So I uh, took the ATSV out into the Orange County Canyon, Santiago Canyon, uh, and just kind of around there in Silverado, California. And we, uh, we were waiting around for Raleigh and his 6.2 liter naturally aspirated Ford Raptor. Such a good time. I've been wanting to drive a Ford Raptor for years now. Uh, those trucks are just awesome. I know there's a lot of, you know, Dodge versus Ford and, you know, Power Stroke and Cummins and all this crap. I don't really, I'm not really a truck guy, so I don't really care. I don't really have, I'm not on a team. All right. Dodge makes good trucks. Toyota makes good trucks. Ford makes good trucks. They all have their good aspects and their bad aspects, 100%. None of them are perfect. And the Ford Raptor is a truck for me that just stands out as something that I think it's the best looking truck on the market, to be completely honest with you. Uh, the first generation and the second generation looks even better, but I wanted to specifically find a first generation to drive because of the 6.2 liter V8 and it's NA, it's all motor and they sound awesome. They look badass. And, uh, I think that's why a lot of people buy them. They look awesome and they are very capable. No one else has a truck like that on the market that's, you know, uh, basically a street, uh, street truck, but it's like a pre-runner, essentially. Not really, but, uh, this one was upgraded. Raleigh had put, uh, Fox 3.0 shocks in it. It's got, it's lifted. It's got a full headers and 3.5 inch exhaust. It's got a tune. It's got, um, a bunch of cool stuff on the inside, pedal commander, uh, which basically adjusts throttle response because it's drive-by wire. That was really cool. Probably some of the twitchiest throttle I've ever felt in my life, which kind of, like, I definitely noticed it right at first and kind of threw me off, but then I was like, no, I'll just get used to it, and I did, right? Even though we're off-road and the whole truck's bouncing around, it's moving, it's it's doing a lot of different things, and my foot, I was able to keep it steady and um, control the throttle, the truck is crazy loud. It sounded awesome. It was kind of a little bit raining the whole time we were shooting, but not like it wasn't pouring or anything, just a few drops of rain. And let me tell you, every other time I've been to LA and the Southern California area, it has been, you know, 25 to 30 degrees Celsius and sunny pretty much. Although <laughs> two years ago when I was on Venice Beach, it was hailing. It was hailing on Venice Beach two years ago. Anyways, so... We get up in the canyons and it's just so green. It's so lush. It looks like, I don't know. It looks like, you know, the rolling hills of the desert, but it just got pummeled in a storm. So there's, there's vegetation everywhere. Uh, the river running through the canyons is flowing. It's angry. It's rushing down the mountain. And I was like, this is great. This, this is the California that is not shown on, uh, on TV for the most part on not shown on social media. Most of the time you get people saying, oh, LA's a dirty city. It's got a bunch of smog and it's, you know, it's trashy and stuff. And don't get me wrong. We'll get to that. There is trashy parts of LA as there are in any city anywhere. Um, but there are also amazing, beautiful places as well. Not that far out of LA itself. And the canyon we went to wasn't that far out of, we were like 45 minutes outside of Newport Beach. And... Yeah, it was a great time. I drove the Ford Raptor. You can see that full episode on Roads Untraveled. We put up a couple days ago. And uh, a few vlogs from my trip to California are still coming out uh, for the next couple weeks. I have about, I don't know, six or seven more videos coming out um, on YouTube. 
And yeah, that was a lot of fun. We shot the Raptor and finished up there. And then by the time we got out of the canyons, it was starting to pour rain. And basically all of the city workers and stuff were putting sandbags on all the canyon roads because landslides are very, very apparent when it rains down there. So these people are getting prepared like no tomorrow for the incoming uh, flooding and all that stuff. And I'm like, here I am just like, oh, I want to come down to California and have a great filming time because there's snow back home in Vancouver. <laughs> and yeah, there's just flooding and stuff. Great, great times. So we're heading back to, uh, so basically, yeah, James dropped me off. Uh, he's kind enough to drive me over to um, uh, near Venice Beach. And I met up with Matt Farah from The Smoking Tire. Awesome. This This was like, I, I shot Matt a message. Like, I've talked to Matt a few times before in the last couple of years, just, you know, when we have a new video out, and we both drove uh, my good friend uh, Russ's MR2, his V6 swapped MR2, the white one. We both drove that and both made videos on that. So back when that video came out, like a year and a half ago, we talked a little bit about that uh, then. So I just shot him a message, and I'm like, hey, man, uh, I'm going to be in LA in a couple weeks, and I would love to just like chat with you. And he's like, yeah, let's set up a podcast. Let's do it. And I was like, I am, this is crazy. I've looked up to Matt Farah for a long time um, as a, I, I don't even want to call myself an automotive journalist yet because I don't think I've earned that title fully. Even still, it it's insane. I mean, I've been watching his videos for years and years and years, all of his stuff on Drive, uh, Drive on NBC Sports, and um various projects he's done with Chris Harris and the like and I was I was just blown away so this was like a very exciting moment in my trip definitely a a highlight of my trip we get to the studio uh, I'm in the parking lot pouring rain in the parking lot is of course Zach Clapman's E46 BMW M3 looking very clean and then across from that is a McLaren 570 GT and I was like oh it's got New York plates which for the nerd in me, I was like, yes, that is a press car because who else has New York plates in California? So I get a call from Matt and he's, he's just like, oh, call me when you're here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm right here. Let's me in. And we get inside. The power's out. OK. And so Zach and Matt were like, hey, man, like what's what's your timeline like? How much time do you have this afternoon? I'm like, I am open. Like I am. <laughs> I've got the rest of the afternoon free. So we we waited around for like 30 seconds to a minute, just chatting a little bit. And then Matt's like, oh, well, I got to run out and grab some things real quick. Uh, so let's go run out and let's just take a little cruise in the McLaren. Uh, Marcus, I'll take you for a drive. And I was like, ah, oh, yes, I've never been in a McLaren before. Up to this point, never ridden in a McLaren before. I've sat in them and stuff, but I've never actually ridden in one. So we go out and uh, he's like, yeah, if the power's not back by the time we come back, uh, look, man, <laughs> the power's out. Sorry, we can't record a show. But so we go out for a drive. The streets are flooded at this point. Like, Vancouver can handle the rain. We get, like, this is normal Vancouver rain that was coming down in, uh, like, I mean, it was pouring. It was pouring rain, don't get me wrong. But this, like, Vancouver gets pouring rain like that all the time. Uh, and the city can handle it. L.A. cannot handle it, okay? <laughs> Venice Beach was a swimming pool. There, are, we, went through a, uh, we went through a puddle in the 570 GT, and the nose of the McLaren was basically dipping into the water, underwater, and it was creating like a a wake beside it. And you can kind of see this in a shot uh, in the most recent vlog I put up. But so Matt Fair and I are going cruising and we're just laughing away. And like we get splashed by a massive uh, wave that, uh, you know, cars driving by and they're splashing water and stuff. 
it was hilarious. Uh, McLaren, though, great daily driver, super comfortable. Obviously, doors that go up are badass. It just makes you feel like a badass. The car gets a lot of attention. Obviously, we didn't even get to hit boost whatsoever, whatsoever. So I have no idea um, how it feels or how it sounds really at full tilt. But the interior of that car, and, you know, Matt was explaining to me the differences between the 570S and the 570 GT, right? The GT is more of the Grand Tourer, as, <laughs> as you would expect from the name. So it's got the more more speakers. It's got definitely a more robust audio system. And the, the door cards, the way the speakers come up uh, through the door cards are a lot more prominent. And they've got a bunch more like leather stitching and stuff, which is really cool. The interior of that car is awesome. Plenty of legroom. And then instead of with the 570S, you get the engine bay where you can actually look in the glass cover and see the 3.8 liter twin turbo V8. But in this one, in the 570 GT, it's basically just like a hatch that opens up sideways and you can fit like, you know, a backpack. It's it's still very small, but at the same time, you still have the frunk up front. So we get back from our cruise. Very comfortable. It was awesome time in the McLaren. Uh, it just makes you feel like a badass. And the color, if you check out Instagram at Roads and Travel, you can see pictures of the McLaren. Uh, and the color is unreal. It's like a deep blue, but it's it's a weird like aqua kind of pearl blue it was really cool anyways uh and it looked awesome in the rain too so thank you so much matt farah for allowing me to ride shotgun in your 570 mclaren press car uh that you had for the weekend and then we got back to the studio and the power's back on so i was like this day is going great so we get down we record a podcast uh with zach and matt farah which you can listen to obviously wherever you find the smoking tire podcast uh, yeah, and thanks for all the new listeners, by the way, who found us via the Smoking Tower podcast. Thank you so much. I hope you are enjoying our podcast as well as our YouTube videos. We've got some really cool stuff coming up. Um, teaser, but yesterday, uh, quick aside, just for the new listeners. Yesterday, a buddy of mine picked up three R34 GTR Skylines, uh, and because he got them shipped over from Japan along with like a crazy amount of parts from Japan. Uh, so that video is coming soon, so look out for that. Anyways. Back to the smoking tire. So we do the podcast. Awesome time. Their studio is badass. I can hang out there for like an entire weekend uh, and just hang out with those guys. So much fun. Honestly, just as chill and down to earth as you would expect, just as they come across in the videos. If you've watched All Cars Go to Heaven and All Cars Go to Heaven 2, their movies, it's just like hanging out with a bunch of bros. It was so much fun. All right. So the podcast finishes and uh, I'm going to Venice Beach. So... I uh, just want to get some B-roll and stuff, want to stop over at Venice Beach, maybe get some food. So I'm like, oh, Matt, like, are you able to, you know, give me a ride? Like, are you going that way? And he's like, oh, yeah, I live in Venice Beach. Like, no problem. I'm going directly that way anyway. So we take another cruise in the McLaren, obviously. Uh, at this point, it's familiar. No, I'm kidding. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It still gives me, uh, it still gets my heart racing, even just riding shotgun in a supercar like that. It's, they're always very special moments for someone like myself, who, you know, drives a Toyota MR2 on a daily basis and occasionally gets to drive very high horsepower cars that are all from, you know, the 90s and early 2000s to get into a brand new $250,000 McLaren is something else. So we get to a gas station and obviously people, a couple of people taking photos. There's one guy who stopped to talk to us. Um, and yeah, it was just an overall great time. We get to Venice, Matt drops me off. 
And uh, it was funny enough because he dropped me off like right outside, you know, like a restaurant and they had like bouncers out front and stuff. So it looks like some like important person or like really wealthy persons like getting dropped off. And then it's just some Canadian kid like with a backpack on getting out of a McLaren. Uh, And then I looked over at them and then I just walked away like, oh, you're not going to come in. No, they didn't actually say anything, but I was just like. It'd be, it was funny thinking what they were thinking of, like, oh, who, who's this? Like, it must be a very important dude, or maybe not. They probably get people in McLaren showing up all the time. Maybe I'm just stupid. Anyways, so that was good, and uh, I walked around Venice Beach for a little bit, got some B-roll. In the pouring rain, mind you, I'm soaking wet at this point, but I'm like, I'm only here for four days. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> let's have some fun. Let's get some good shots. Let's walk around. Venice Beach is one of my favorite spots. Um, but this was very strange because this was the first time you go out onto the Venice boardwalk. There is nobody. And when I say nobody, there is zero people aside from a couple homeless people. There is nobody on Venice beach. Now to put this in context, for those of you who have not been to LA, if you go to Venice beach on a nice day, which is pretty much every single other day than the day that I was there and it's bumping. There's music playing. There's shops open. There's people everywhere. There's people skateboarding, volleyball, uh, people selling stuff, walking around, tourists, restaurants, nice cars. It's a very exciting place to be. Uh, it's very much the counterculture uh, beach of the L.A. area, I would say. Uh, and But not today. All the shops were closed. Pouring rain. You can see some of this footage in my vlog as well, just for visual effects. If you guys are wondering what it actually looked like, you can go check that out. Yeah, there was... There's nobody around, but I was like, this is really cool. It was quiet. The waves were crashing in and stuff. Um, rain's coming down, and I'm just walking around Venice Beach enjoying myself, and it was a good time. So after that, I had some dinner, and then I, uh, yeah, and then I got back to Newport Beach, and uh, yeah, did a little bit of social media stuff back on my laptop and went to bed. Oh yeah, we stopped at a, uh, actually back when I was in Newport Beach, James is like, oh, you want to head out to, uh, you want to get some like In-N-Out? So we grabbed In-N-Out Burger, which was good. As always, you cannot have a California trip without In-N-Out Burger. That was awesome. Animal style is the shit, if you're wondering. <laughs> I really wish we had In-N-Out Burger here in Canada, but oh well. Anyway, so we, we do that, and then we end up at a hookah bar or a hookah lounge, which was really cool. That was a lot of fun. And the owner of the hookah bar was like, yeah, man, like I got introduced and stuff because James knew the people. And uh, he's like, yeah, like if you're down, we can do, you know, like a car meet next time you're down here and uh, get everybody in for free and stuff and do like cross promotion with each other and get a car meet going. So I'm like, yes, I'm totally down. That sounds like a lot of fun. So for those of you out there, next time I'm down in L.A., we will definitely host our own car meet uh, at this hookah bar in Orange County. And it will be a good time. Anyways, so I fall asleep. I am wrecked. It was an awesome day. Lots of driving. I drove the ATSV, by the way. I drove the ATSV for quite a bit, actually, on uh, on Friday, and uh, got a little bit of seat time in. No canyon driving or anything like that, but just kind of highway driving and just getting used to the car and going through the different driving modes and stuff like that. Getting a feel for the power and stuff. A lot of freeway driving I did in LA. Which, uh, to put it in context, LA freeways are like, I don't know, four, five, six lanes each way versus up here in BC, you're hard pressed to find a highway that's three lanes each way. Most of them are two lanes each way up here in Vancouver. So, um, definitely a little bit to get used to, just like basically making a four lane change at once in one continuous motion. Completely illegal, but, uh, you kind of have to do it if you want to get anywhere in any decent time. 
anyways, so I go to sleep Saturday morning. I wake up, and this is the day that I'm going out to uh, out near Temecula in Murrieta, California, over the mountain. So basically, if you look at a map, LA, uh, and then you go south past Long Beach, and then you get to Newport Beach and Anaheim. That's kind of like where Disneyland is. And then if you head straight east over the mountains, you get uh, and then straight east over the mountains, right? Then you go south for about half an hour, 35 minutes, and then you're in Murrieta, California, Temecula, wine country, all right? Beautiful, absolutely stunning. Uh, on the drive out there, there's some unreal views. The mountain ranges are absolutely unreal. I wanted to go through Ortega Canyon, actually. I believe that's what it's called, uh, that goes directly through the mountains. It's basically the long way. It's a really twisty mountain road, but it was closed. So no luck. I had to take the freaking freeway. I'm actually really choked about that. That was one of the roads that I was very excited about. Either way, next time I'm in California, I'll definitely drive on that road. So I go out to Murrieta, California to meet up with Shane from Subros. Uh, I don't know if you guys know the YouTube channel Subros. We've been chatting for the last like year or so, you know, just throwing ideas back and forth and just checking out each other's videos, you know, YouTube stuff. Uh, <laughs> so we're like, let's collaborate. Let's hang out. Let's do a video. He's got a 500 wheel horsepower um, hatchback, a WRX STI hatchback was built by the guys over at Metro Performance in Marietta. So that's where we met up, basically. And at the last minute, I put out a YouTube video and an announcement on, you know, social media and stuff saying, hey, you guys, let's have a fan meet. Or I don't like calling them fan meets, but, you know, let's have a car meet. Let's get people out. If you want to come hang out for a little bit at Metro Performance, we can do that. So we went out there and um, basically... Shane had his car out there and the guys at Metro Performance were testing some uh, dune buggy things and they were dynoing it. We don't have anything like that up here in Vancouver. Nobody's really building anything like that because we don't have sand dunes. It's as simple as that. We don't have a proper desert. We have like a Soyuz and Penticton, which is like very close to a desert, very close, but it's not the sand desert. You know, it's not Arizona. It's not California. Um, it's not Palm Desert. So anyways, they're dynoing these dune buggies. You look at the back of these engines and they've got turbos and the dump pipe is super small. It just basically dumps to atmosphere, right? Um, straight through the exhaust. So it's crazy loud. The turbo is glowing red hot. When you look like the wheel, the compressor or the turbine is just like glowing red hot. It was nuts. It's crazy. The guys over at Metro Performance, super cool. Awesome guys over there. Um, it was so much fun. We had a great morning. Met a cool, uh, met some cool fans, fans of the show, roads and traveled, which was really awesome. And in the end, I drove Shane's STI, which is insanely fast, very fast, very fun. And uh, the exhaust like pops and cracks all the time. It cracks everywhere. Like even if you're not hitting red line or anything, you'll just shift. You'll do a full third gear pull. You'll be ripping and then shift into fourth and just cracks and pops everywhere and stuff. It's nuts. It was crazy. We were just cruising on to back roads, not doing anything too crazy. I didn't get to take it into the twisties or anything just for time's sake. Um, but yeah, Shane, you have built a good car. The guys over at Metro Performance have tuned it awesome. Uh, and it's honestly, it was a very conservative tune. Uh, not conservative in the sense that uh, it wasn't, you know, uh, I mean, it, w it was good for the street. It was a good number for the street. I'll say that, okay? Very fast, spooled up fairly quickly, and it wasn't, it definitely was not a drag racing car. It had use. So that was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Shane, for letting me drive your car. Those videos are coming soon. And then right before I left, um, 
uh, what is his name? I can't remember your name for Metro Performance. I feel like an asshole. Anyways, he let me ride shotgun in his 650 wheel horsepower STI. I believe it was a Hawkeye. No, it wasn't a Hawkeye. What am I talking about? Oh, I can't remember what generation it was either. Fuck, I'm so bad. Uh, Blobby. I think it was a Blobby. Um, either way, 650 horsepower STI is insane. We did launch control in the freaking parking lot. Uh, and the, the adrenaline is nuts. You go from zero to, and you go like to the top of second gear, you're going like 60 miles an hour in no time at all. It's nuts. It's crazy loud. It's backfiring and shooting flames and stuff. It was crazy. Definitely the fastest Subaru I have ever ridden in and stuff. And he took me for a really good ride. We did a second, third, fourth gear pull and, uh, scary, does not even begin to describe what this experience was. Like I said, definitely the quickest Subaru I've ever been in. And it was just a a uh, boxer engine filled day. So much fun. I couldn't have asked for more. And at that time, the rain had got away. Saturday, luckily, there was no rain whatsoever. Um, and from then on, it was basically smooth sailing. So as far as weather goes, the only kind of rainy day was Friday. Friday was pretty much raining the entire day, but luckily half the day I was inside with the smoking tire crew. So that was good. So Saturday I finish up, uh, in the afternoon with Shane from Subros and, uh, I'm like, okay, now I have a decision to make. Cause I can either head back up North and then West through the mountains, uh, back to Orange County and Anaheim then I can go do whatever, take photos, meet up with some other people, whatever I want to do. But I'm like, I am going to go west, uh, back to Oceanside. So basically just heading directly west to the coast. And at this point, uh, I made it through to Oceanside, right? Going through the mountains. Unreal. I took a couple back roads too, just, uh, just like went up and then came back down just to get higher up in elevation. Uh, I was in some residential areas just looking out and man, like, Another one of those instances where you don't, this isn't like a tourist place. Tourists don't really come here. This is just, I'm in a residential neighborhood in the middle of California and it is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Big, big rolling hills with houses, you know, spread out. Um, these are big houses. These are, these people have money clearly. Uh, and it's absolutely unreal. In the distance, in the far, far distance, you can see the Pacific Ocean and then there's just kind of rolling hills everywhere. Beautiful. Absolutely stunning. So I get to Oceanside and at this point, Oceanside is like, I could have driven south for about 35 minutes, 30, 35 minutes, and I could have been in San Diego. So I was in LA, so like close, but if I had gone south, I could have just been in San Diego. And then from San Diego, you go down another like 15, 20 minutes and you're in Mexico. So uh, very southern tip of California, and uh, I was in Oceanside, and that's the furthest south I went on my trip. Uh, I did a lot of driving, but Oceanside is beautiful. I stopped at the beach for a little bit, took some photos, took some video, walked around a little bit, uh, got some food, and then I hit up the Pacific Coast Highway, back up the coast, back into kind of Newport Beach area. So really awesome stuff. I stopped at Dana Point, California on my way up there too. And that was beautiful. There's a really cool marina there, some awesome cliffs and stuff. There was a bunch of people there taking photos, really awesome times. And then I went up further north and went through, um, uh, what Laguna Beach, Laguna Beach. I drove through Laguna Beach. Awesome. It's a good time. It was pretty much in rush hour. Honestly, when I was coming back up, the sun was kind of going down, but it was a Saturday. So the traffic wasn't too bad. Actually, I didn't didn't really run into much traffic this entire trip, if I'm completely honest. 
But, you know, it was a good time. I headed back to Orange County. I stopped back off at James's place and charged batteries, switched up a couple things. I drove up the I-5 and then over to downtown LA because I'd never been to downtown. And I know Magnus Walker has his, his like shop or garage or whatever you want to call it is in the arts district, right? So it's just east of downtown Los Angeles, kind of by, um, the fourth, fifth, sixth street bridges all around there. Kind of like the, it's very, it's got a very grungy vibe to it. Uh, it's very artsy. It's very, you know, out there, let's say. So it was very cool, and by this time it was, you know, like nine, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. Really awesome, clear skies at this point too, and clear air too. There's like no smog because it's been raining for the past like week, so not really any smog, and it was beautiful. Honestly, awesome. Southern California is great. Uh, I wanted to just kind of see the Sixth Street Bridge. Obviously, it's torn down now because uh, it was like rotting from the inside, and Magnus Walker did like a whole meet there and everything, kind of a farewell to the Sixth Street Bridge. So. I went over to the train tracks, or the train yards, rather, overlooking um, downtown LA. There's a bunch of like homeless people around there. But I stopped off, did some photography for a little bit, which was cool. There were some other guys there shooting photography, and you know, the whole city's just buzzing this entire time. You know, you you're seeing people doing stuff. You're seeing. Uh, I saw a couple film shoots on the way out there. People had closed off streets and stuff. And uh, down by the train tracks, even I asked some guys that were there, some local guys, about like any other good photography spots, and they kind of pointed me in some nice directions, and really, honestly, it was a very relaxing night, this was just kind of a night that was, you know, for me, I wasn't filming any cars or anything, um, and I just got out there and, you know, had a good time, did some photography uh, with some people, and yeah, it was good, I went downtown, stopped off at this parking garage in by the Walt Disney Performing Arts Center, Walt Disney Concert Hall always get that wrong. Um, so I stopped off there, took some awesome photo and B-roll and did a little short part of my vlog, shot a video there quickly on the top of this parking garage, which was really cool because they had the top of the parking garage completely closed off. I don't know, for whatever reason, but no cars were up there. So this big slab of flat concrete, and I was the only person around. And it's like 10 o'clock on a Saturday night in downtown Los Angeles. And there's nobody around. So it was really cool. So I just went up there and uh, was a loser and talked to my camera <laughs> for a solid 20 minutes and made a, made a video out of it. That was really fun, just kind of exploring the city. And I know I did really want to stop off at the Fast and Furious house and stuff like that, but I honestly, I just didn't have the time. I, I drove back through Hollywood, through Beverly Hills. I saw a bunch of Rolls Royces, saw a 918 spider in front of a club. I saw a couple of other nice cars. Nothing nothing like too crazy. I mean, 918 is crazy, but nothing insanely outrageous. Didn't see a bunch of stuff all the time either. Just kind of spread out because the weather was crappy, but Rolls Royces, more than plentiful out there. And uh, yeah, that was that night. And then I head back. I grabbed some McDonald's on my way back, drove back to um, Newport Beach and crashed for the night. So that was my Saturday and yeah that was honestly that night was just very relaxing and that entire day was filled with a bunch of exciting stuff you know a bunch of adrenaline filled stuff but at the same time it was filled with a lot of you know quiet and you know the the downsides and the or not the downsides just the downtime rather that's what I meant to say the downtime uh the quietness and it was very cool seeing the polar opposites of LA in the span of like a few minutes, really, because 
you go from you know the craziness of LA traffic and the beaches and filming and stuff like that and loud cars and then you come back down to you know where I took those photos at the train yards very very quiet you hear you know sirens in the distance and planes and just the this echoes of the city uh coming through all all like every sense basically visually yeah so I crossed the bridge and two driving through skid row was uh was very very eye opening i guess, i guess you could say because there's homeless people i mean just lining lining the streets with tents and stuff and i know vancouver has the downtown east side and hastings street and stuff but this downtown east side like hastings street in vancouver is nothing compared to what skid row is in la and it with so many so many tents lining the street it is a legitimate community it is a well i mean it's a community in the sense like they're all grouped into one spot right they have their spot and it has not been taken away it's not going to be taken away and they're living i mean la for the most part is good weather and stuff uh but it was very interesting to go from that and then you drive you know 15 minutes into hollywood and there's a portion 918 outside of a club so i mean you have the same thing in vancouver but it's very it was very eye opening to see it in los angeles uh just especially because you know all this talk about sending aid to foreign countries from the US government and all that stuff and it's, like, it's really like are are you guys looking in your own backyard you you have a lot you have a lot of stuff going on that you can fix that needs fixing in your own country i suggest you look there before you know sending all these resources and money elsewhere right your own people are starving on your streets um but you know some of it their fault 100% uh you know the america is the land of opportunity and it is a free country if uh, if you want to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get your shit together you can do that uh and that is pretty much the only place on the planet that you can do that um but not to get too political anyways uh and to take it back to the Vancouver East Side and like Hastings Street and stuff I really think that it's just a population thing. I think every city in the world, every city in a developed country, in North America at least, has homeless people. Every single city does. Uh, they have their bad parts and they have their good parts, okay? L.A. has bad parts, for sure. Disgusting parts, nasty parts. L.A. has amazingly beautiful parts, which is why I come to L.A. It has it has everything. Everything you can think of, within blocks, within miles, and it's so wide open there's so much opportunity and stuff but i really think it's just a population thing to be completely honest like vancouver only has just over a million people in the city um and there's a right amount of homeless people to kind of reflect that and then you go to la which has millions and millions and millions of people and there's a larger homeless population as you would expect but either way uh that was a very cool night just to kind of drive around the city and take in everything that the if I jumped on like a tourist bus in the middle of the day in Hollywood would not show you. So that was very exciting. Drove through Beverly Hills a little bit. I uh, saw a couple of Porsche 911 convertibles as you do. Uh, didn't see anything too crazy, like I said, in cars. And then, yeah, I went home and slept. All right. And that brings us to Sunday. So Sunday we wake up and uh, it's a little bit cloudy and stuff, but it says it's going to get nicer during the day. And I trust the weatherman for whatever reason. So, um... James and I head out in the ATSV for a final day. I packed up all my stuff, 
and I was like, okay, this is uh, this is the plan. All right, so we're gonna go from Newport Beach, and I want to drive the Malibu Canyons. All right, so this is the day I'm making the full review film with the ATSV4 Roads Untraveled. So. I'm like, we're going to hit up the Malibu Canyons. I've never driven there. Um, it's some of the best driving roads in all of North America, uh, without a doubt. So we head up there. We uh, stopped for breakfast in Hollywood, and we stopped this pizza place. I forget what it was called, but basically they just take your pizza, you know, like make your own pizza to order, and then they just stick it in the oven at 800 degrees for like three minutes, and then it's done. And then you have pizza. And it's amazing. The place is open. The place is like serves alcohol too and it's open to on the weekends it's open to like 2 a.m apparently it's just bumping on the weekends and i could totally see that uh we were there at 10 a.m there was zero people there but the pizza was awesome so that was really cool uh and yeah we went out of hollywood we hit the i forget what freeway it was uh i believe we took the five uh yeah interstate five north um and then we went west, kind of behind, uh, like, Mulholland Highway and stuff, and uh, through Malibu, and then we hit the Pacific Coast Highway, and then we got gas and went up north to, um, oh, I forget what the, I forget what road we were driving on, some canyon road that, you know, Matt Ferris has done a bunch of videos there, and my friend uh, uh, Alex from Hustle Garage had also told me about this road specifically, because he drove it last time he was out there, and uh, so I'm like, hey, let's try out this road. Turns out it was really awesome. At this point, too, it's completely sunny out. California weather back again, slightly windy, but there are, you know, mudslides, lots of mudslides, because uh, obviously it's been raining the whole time and the soil and stuff just cannot hold, doesn't have the density to actually just hold itself together. And there is mud all over the road. It's like an ice skating rink. It's super slick in parts. There's branches we had to dodge. There's city crews out there working. Um, but that being said, there were sections of the road where we could go. It's like non-residential for a long part of it where we could go, you know, 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes of solid driving, hard driving uh, with nobody. And then we had like patches that were good. Uh, we had to be really careful, but we were we were hitting it hard and it was a lot of fun. Uh, and so, yeah, basically, James, let me took the ATSV out for a bit and I did that. And we uh, yeah, I filmed filmed the full review with that car out there, drove the car around a little bit, it was, it's a lot of fun, it's honestly, it's, from filming so many roads and traveled videos up here in Vancouver, to driving an ATSV and talking to a camera, just in California, just talking to a camera, driving on this crazy twisty road in California, doing a roads and traveled review was just surreal for me, um, it was a lot of fun, and yeah, that review will be out soon, the ATSV. To quickly sum it up, all right, it is an automatic transmission. James, I kind of understand why you're getting the automatic transmission because 99% of the people who buy uh, ATSVs or CTSVs are buying the automatic, sadly, and it's a business. Renic Performance is a business, so, you know, when you're making a research and development car, when you're testing out products, it's kind of better to have the pr testing on the product that most people are going to buy. I get that, but at the same time, if this is your one kind of shop car, uh, I really wish it would have been a manual. I really wish. The transmission is is good in automatic mode. If you leave it in automatic, it is really, really good. It holds the revs really awesome. Downshifts are crazy crisp, and it just, like, shoots up, um, shoots up the tack. 
really fun. Uh, but then when you switch it to paddles, it's, you know, it's laggy, very lagging behind. It's slower to shift than the C63 AMG, the 6.2 liter, um, which is n- notoriously bad for like the time for shifting capabilities. But this brand new ATSV with an auto and paddles is even worse than that. So GM, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with tr- your transmissions, but seriously, step your game up. Uh, or just, you know, <laughs> throw in a PDK or something. No, I'm kidding. Uh, that'll never happen. But anyways, uh, in terms of chassis balance and grip, the car is absolutely unreal. The ATSV is the perfect size car. The steering is awesome. Great weight in the steering. Awesome feedback. Uh, great visibility. The car handles spectacular. And, uh, it's got twin turbo V6. Basically, it just had a tune exhaust and stuff. Had about 520 wheel horsepower. Which, for this Canyon Road, to be honest, there were only a few sections where I could get full throttle for more than, like, a second or two. But that being said, it made it extra special when you would hit that, you know, short straightaway, and I would floor it, and you'd get up into boost, and I'd actually be able to hit red line, shift the next gear, and then, boom, right back into braking. Those were the exciting, uh, those were the exciting times, honestly, and th- that was the, the part where I'm like, this is a very fast car. Like when you're driving the car at an already quick pace, right? And you're switching corners, you're changing direction very quick, accelerating, braking stuff. And then you get to a straightaway and you get to actually floor it and feel the full power for a few seconds. You're like, we are not even close to the limits of grip on this car, basically. Anyway, so that was a lot of fun. And, uh, the, we had good luck with the mudslides for, for the most part. I mean, a few braking zones were super sketchy. Uh, but other than that, it was a lot of fun, uh, and we went down through Santa Monica and back to the airport. It was a really good time, lots of sunshine on the way back down uh, through the Pacific Coast Highway, had a fun fun time, you know, doing some pulls with some other cars on the highway, which was cool, and uh, yeah, other than that, that was basically it. Head back to the airport and headed back to home, Vancouver. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, James for, you know, letting me drive the ATSV, letting me stay at your place. That is like that was dope. I wouldn't have been able to go down there if it wasn't for that. I had so much fun. I will definitely be back to California uh next time, although I'll be probably coming down to, you know, the San Jose, San Francisco area to go see Alex over at Sharkworks cuz we've been exchanging a few words. But shh, don't tell anybody. Um <laughs> but that'll may, maybe in the fall, maybe I don't know, a year from now probably. That'll end up happening unless something miraculous happens where I have an exorbitant amount of money and I'm able to do these types of things on a regular basis, which would be nice. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, YouTube.com slash Roads Untraveled. If you want to catch all my full episodes I shot down there, including the Ford Raptor, the ATSV, Subaru's, and his 500 wheel horsepower STI, as well as a couple of other cars. And all of my vlogs on my channel, my personal channel, if you just search up Marcus Vandenberg, you can see those there. Yeah, that's about it. Thanks guys so much for listening. If you can, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. We've been getting awesome ratings lately. We've been climbing the charts. It's super exciting. And uh, yeah, that really helps us out if you can manifest five stars for us. I know you guys want to. I know you guys enjoy cars as much as I do, modified cars and stuff. And if you are in the Vancouver area and if you have a car that you want to like want to shoot with us, want to let me drive and we can do photos, videos, whatever you want, uh, hit me up at Marcus at roadsuntraveled.com and we can make that happen. If you have questions for the show, hit us up at roadsuntraveledshow at gmail.com. That is where I'm taking the questions from. Just put in the subject line, you know, podcast or something like that. We'll get back to you next week on the show. We'll have a full episode 
And yeah, I know we, I said last week, I teased the guest that we were going to have on, uh, Josh, that we were going to have on the podcast, but my car ended up breaking and I couldn't uh, drive out to his place and do the podcast, unfortunately. My car's still broken. I don't have a working car right now, um, but I need to go finish this recording and go work on it. So thanks guys again so much for listening. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and we will see you next week.